Hello and welcome to episode 35 of the Soul Brew podcast. Before we get started today, we would like to thank everybody for listening to our previous podcast. Uh, we had a lovely interview, chat, whatever you want to call it, with Lisa Galler about what happened in Croatia last year. And the feedback was lovely. Some beautiful messages came through. And I know Lisa received some lovely feedback as well. And yeah, thank you all for listening and taking part. Yeah, it really was a massive uh, podcast for us. I think it was one of our most downloaded podcasts to date. And I think it just gives such an insight and such a raw, unbiased, unfiltered conversation. Um, so again, just massive thank you to everyone who liked, shared it. It got national reach. If you want to listen back to that episode, it's called One Year On with Lisa Gallagher. And today is going to be a completely different type of episode. Um, we'll get into the thick of it now shortly. Before we do, as always, we talk about a coffee or what we're drinking. And today I'm drinking from a roaster that we've had before, Aiden. I was in Belfast at the weekend with our good friend Hannah and... We roamed the streets of Belfast in search for the perfect coffee. And we had a few coffees. The one I liked the best was from a little coffee shop called Napoleon. And they served sumo coffee, which we've had before. Oh. A lovely Brazilian blend they were serving. And it was just absolutely delicious. So I bought a bag. I brought it home and you're drinking it. I mean, because actually Sumo, uh, his, his name is Daniel Horbert. Horbert, I'm probably butchering that, but he's a really cool guy. And he like his his concept is like really high end coffee. So he's actually in Vienna a lot as well as in his coffee. You find his, his coffee here in some of the really higher specialty coffee shops. And it's one of those things that when I walk in, I always smile because there's nothing about the packaging that you would know that it's roasted in Ireland or anything. Um, but it's one of those things, you know, like when you're um, <laughs> when you're out in Bulgaria and you're walking down the street and you see someone else walking up with a GA jersey and you just kind of give them the nod. Well, it's that for me with coffee. It's like <laughs> it just I just give it the nod because I know where it's from and I'm very happy to see it. And actually, now that you've, you've just mentioned that, I'm like, I know where I could go and drink a cup of that today. So I might go and do that because I'm actually drinking a cup of uh, leftover cold brew that's been sitting in my fridge for a couple of days so it's absolutely terrible <laughs> it's terrible but it's all I could get my hands on <laughs> this morning um, at this time and just actually on that note in Vienna at this time of recording it's 9.05 a.m and uh, so which in Ireland would be 8.05 a.m and today's podcast is about um, eating sleeping lifting repeating um, Stephen, would you like to tell me what your morning routine up until 8.05 a.m. is now? Just to give the people an idea, a realistic idea of someone who's absolutely shredded 365 days a year. Um, what goes into your morning routine? Obviously, realistically. Yeah, well, today is a wee bit different because I'm re recording this, but on a normal day, so... <laughs> Yeah, people are always asking me what I do with my day. So I've actually, so I split my day into three days. 
right? Mm-hmm. Morning time is for me. So I wake up at 5 a.m. naturally. So I've told my body, get up at 5 o'clock and then, you know, brush my teeth and all that sort of stuff, wash my face. Then I have 20 minutes meditation. And then at 5.30 a.m., I go outside and run at the sun for 30 minutes to boost my serotonin levels. And I do this while listening to an audiobook because I have to learn. And I listen to that on double speed. So I learn faster. And that's about primal health. Then that brings me to six o'clock where I do a gym session. And I do that while listening to another audiobook about finance and stock exchange just to um, get myself up on that there. Then that brings me to 7 a.m. where I do an active meditation on a treadmill with my partner. And we do that for 45 minutes where we align the pharmacy of our body and we connect in a way that can only be done through that active alignment. And then that brings me up to 7.45 where me and Triona, we write a gratitude journal together to dopamine the mind and go deep into oxytocin. And that gets us to a level that our relationship is stronger than ever. Then at eight o'clock, I dip in the sea uh, and it takes about 10 minutes to get there, 10 minutes back. But while I'm driving, I listen to another audiobook, but this time on triple speed. Then at half eight, I start manifesting and gratitude for 30 minutes to create my best life. At nine o'clock, I do a one-hour yoga session to connect the mind, body, and soul. 10 o'clock, I shower, but not just a regular shower. I have Epsom salts. And then 10.30 a.m., a homemade breakfast feast, all natural food, all organic, obviously. Then at 11 o'clock, my day of work begins. And I know most people start work at nine, but my boss understands that for me to be my best, I need to have that morning routine that allows me to do all those things. So I start at 11 o'clock, work till six, come home, make a healthy vegan dinner with no fats, carbs or protein because we consume too much of those. And I do this while listening to another audiobook, again on triple speed, about life lessons and how to become rich and ripped, but remain humble at the same time. And that brings me to seven o'clock where I sit with my partner and have dinner. We talk about our days and we follow that up with another hour of breath work and yoga, which brings me up to about 8.30 where we sit in darkness for an hour. We do that to ensure that we don't get blue lights before bed so that we're priming ourselves for a good night's sleep. And then about 9.30, I have a candlelit journaling session where I talk about my day or write about my day. And that brings me up to 10 o'clock to bedtime. So my first day starts 5 a.m. to 11, where I do everything for myself and to connect. And then 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. is my work day, where I hustle, I bustle, I make money. And then 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. is my third day, where it's starting to wind down and I fuel myself and prime myself for the next day. A little bit of a sleep and boom, repeat. I think what the key takeaway points from this is from people listening is how applicable this is to their life and how easy it is for people to like take pretty much everything you're doing there and and you have kids for example just take them on the journey with you yeah of course um and like just make them like primal beings and i think i really like the sustainability in your approach as well so like i can see you being able to do this for a long um sense of or stretch of time so that that's amazing and 
it's all like I think that's pretty much we all really need to talk about today because if anyone takes away anything from this podcast, it's that's all that your routine needs to be, really. And it's that you can bend time. You can bend. <laughs> Someone listening to this is going to bend your neck after. <laughs> so if anyone hadn't realized by now, uh, that is me slightly taking the piss <laughs> out of. So basically, this episode. It is called, as you said, Eat, Sleep, Rave. Not Eat, Sleep, Rave, Repeat, or Rave, whatever it is that makes you happy. And it's about, we're kind of two of us are sick of, of seeing stuff on TikTok and Instagram and overcomplicating life to a way that it doesn't need to be complicated. So, Aiden, where are we going from here? Where are we going from here? Where where do we start? Um, Yeah, as Stephen put it, so we're Stephen. I'm going to mention it this time. I don't know how many minutes we're in, but Stephen has done extensive research on health, uh, specifically, I think, in third level education. And myself, a health practitioner, I guess, of some sort, in terms of uh, a coach. And we're just seeing a lot of the trends because obviously the al- the way the algorithms work on um, social media and that soul brew is like a health slash philosophy podcast a lot of the algorithm uh, algorithms are showing us up health podcasters are showing up health professionals and people who are trending i guess on social media and some of the claims that they are making um and so we're trying to talk today about like health and a way that's like not roll your eyes or not like making you feel bad for the way that you live your life and actually trying to make some sort of practical examples of our own lives um, of actually science-backed evidence of what we should be doing and not getting caught up in um, the likes of what Stephen does in his morning routine to actually... Um, feel good or even even just feel because i i think like we get so caught up on on so much of this stuff that like a lot of it makes us feel bad um and makes us feel inadequate and that's certainly not the way um to go about living a good life and that's kind of what the podcast is about is is living a good life um myself with my own experience as a coach and Stephen with his experience in studying a lot of this this is what we're going to try and tackle today and obviously what Stephen's talking about is a pile of shite <laughs> essentially for the average person um and in, in your morning routines and in your day routines and just how unrealistic a lot of these people are, are making it for you um so that's kind of where we plan to go was the podcast and we'll come back to it near the end but i think things have become so overcomplicated and so weirdly specific about small elements that the good thing to remember is there's four main areas of health physical health mental health emotional health and spiritual health and to even break that down basically in layman's terms as there's a guy called Dr. Rangan Chatterjee, and he talks about four pillars of health. So food and what you eat, sleep, making sure you get enough of it, movement, and that can be any kind of movement. 
doesn't have to be running a marathon or going to the gym every day, just movement every day and then relaxation in whatever way that is. So it all boils down to them four main areas. But we're going to discuss a bit more before we kind of come back, loop around back to that at the end. I am going to jump in actually with a question right away there because <clears throat> seeing that we are talking about this um, in real terms and, and just with our own experience, out of those four pillars that you've mentioned and even being um, someone who actually prescribes exercise and nutrition and lifestyle changes to people, I'll definitely put my hand up right away here and say the one that I'm really bad at in terms of, of looking after my own health is that last piece is that relaxation um and you probably you can agree with this <laughs> i have a i genuinely have a very bad habit of overfilling my diary of trying to do too much um and my relaxation time is the time that i will actually sabotage for that and I've always famous last words that this is the last time I'm going to do it. And this is the last time I'm going to do it. But I, I keep piling on the plate. I keep piling on the plate of stuff that I'm going to do. But I am at the moment transitioning um, between at the moment. I, <laughs> I'm working two jobs and I have been doing so. I've been working three jobs. I've been doing it for the last um, eight weeks or so. But this at the end of this weekend, it is going to come to... Um, going to come to an end and i've made uh i've made a deal with myself that i'm going to take two days off per week um i'm going to commit to that because i i am not as much as i am looking after my health in terms like my nutrition is dialed in my exercise is dialed in my sleep is suffering at the moment and my relaxation is suffering at the moment i'm not looking after it but put my hands up and say i'm not looking after it. i'm not getting recovered enough I'm not chilling out enough. Um, so I'm making that promise to myself that I'm going to not anymore, or at least for like in this sort of cycle, work Saturdays and Sundays. I'm going to take them off. And when you say off, is that off to relax or off to do something else? Like, is, is, does that mean your day is going to be packed with, okay, I'm going to leave the house at nine o'clock and I'm going to go to this place and do a walk and then go here and here and here and here or is it i'm taking time to relax i would love to say oh i'm going to take time to relax i will probably um do that for the first while and and um so i can not be that all or nothing approach so i'll try and slow it down eventually but like i think what i what i would love to do would be like maybe have one thing in the day that i'm going to do which would be like okay, on Saturday, we're going to go and do this walk, but anything before or in around, I'm not going to try and fill that time or I'm not going to try and um, make, make a whole list of stuff to do. But I guess I do have a question for you now is like, what does relax mean for you? And like, because that, that's probably something that now a skill that I don't actually really have um, in terms of like, what would your idea of relax be like? Because like, is it like sitting on the couch or is it like going for a walk? Is that relaxing? Is it is going for a hike relaxing? Or is that still me adding to my list of things to do? So my understanding of it is it's something that's relaxing the mind. So I'm not the best person to be 
give an example of this because if you ask my partner Jenna, she'll tell me that I never relax. I'm always on the go. But I know I was taking a hand there with that other daily routine of getting up at a crazy time and doing that. But I do genuinely get up around quarter past, half past six. And one of the reasons why I do that is one of the first things I'll do in the morning is sit and do 10 minutes of some sort of meditation. And I don't really, not that I don't like it, it's tough. It's hard to just sit there for 10 minutes and just try to breathe. But that is one thing. And it can be five minutes. It can start as two minutes. I can, when I started, I used to do, when I was boiling the kettle to make coffee, I used to try just sit and breathe and put away the phone or whatever. So that's what I do. And then evening time, we don't really watch stuff during the week on TV. We kind of just tend to sit with a cup of tea and have a chat. And that could be the hour before bed would be kind of maybe a bit of pottering about for a bit and then sit, have tea and just chat. And that's kind of relaxing to me. But then on the weekend... I think actually just in terms of... um, I know we're kind of taking the piss of, of, you know, the connecting with your partner and stuff. Um, But I actually think that is very important. We... I, Veronica and I have fallen into this bad habit of because because of the way that we currently live our lives. Um, the only time that we chill out, like we might stay on our laptops to maybe nine at night, which I know is terrible working. And then we to try and because we're trying to like fast track our our relaxation, then we might just watch like half an hour of something on Netflix. So we're not even like I know it's, we're not even really getting connected with each other, like. We're just sitting there side by side watching something to try and then because we've been working till like nine o'clock at night or what it doesn't happen all the time, but on a busy day, that's how it happens. And then we're trying to fast track our relaxation with half an hour and then trying to go to sleep. And it's like it's so unhealthy. It's like probably, as I said, like it's my most most unhealthy habit is not having boundaries with work not having boundaries with myself in terms of relaxing and and chilling out and like actually doing what what you do is maybe like sit on the couch and chat for an hour and then like build up that sort of sleep sort of routine because my my sleep routine or like my pre-sleep routine is is at the moment very clogged or or not very structured and that's why the four of those relax movement sleep and food are so important because they all affect each other so essentially you're relax if you're not relaxing and not not even relaxing enough it's not like it it's not like i don't sometimes i'll knock it up say for half an hour or i might snooze the odd time and i'm like i'm not gonna punish myself and then let it ruin my day i'll be like right i don't have time for 10 minutes meditation this morning because i have to go to work say i'll do that one minute while boiling the kettle or you know, it can be really small <clears throat> to keep that consistency instead of thinking, oh, I missed today. So the whole thing's gone tits up. I'm not going to do it anymore. And I've fallen into that trap whenever I started doing a bit of meditation in the morning. I have an app, Calm app, which is quite good, but it, it does your daily streak, how many days in a row you've done it. And, you know, that was my my goal then was to keep the streak going and then I missed a day and we're back to zero 
and then I stopped meditating for a couple of months and then I realized after a few months this is actually affecting everything else throughout my day you know what I mean so it just all adds up and like you're saying there you're maybe not giving yourself enough time to relax and switch off and there you are affecting your sleep and if you continue that way your sleep without even realizing might affect what you eat and you'll feel tired and lethargic so you'll not work out and then this is how it all spirals so relaxing can be anything from sitting with something even sitting if you live in your own for example you can sit on the phone to a friend for a half an hour phone call not or video call or whatever not just scrolling and or you could sit and read or you can journal or whatever it is that's switching off in a sense so it's not phone orientated or work orientated or nothing that's going to add stress it's something that's to help you de-stress i suppose in a sense does that make it does i do have one thing that i would promote um to clients and stuff as well and and even for myself is you know what you were just saying there about um your streak with the calm app and and meditating and morning routine whatever about nighttime routine um morning routine like when people ask me about that i try and tell them not to have one and for the simple reason that i tell them not to have one is and 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 you you just displayed it perfectly there because you were able to adapt but if you set up a routine in any of those areas and make it so regimented that if you don't get it it ruins your whole day that is not a good that is not a good routine you know so if your routine literally is you need an hour and a half in the morning to do as you said shower maybe meditate eat or whatever and you sleep in one morning by 45 minutes which then so you've gone from 90 minutes to ha- to half the time that you have and then you're like absolutely stressed the eyeballs because you're still trying to get everything jammed in that's not good so i think like with morning routines i think try and not have them or at least have the adaptability of if you don't get it, that you will be okay. You know, or if, and, and I'm probably better with the nutrition and exercise side of things. Like I I do a lot of this on my own social media. It's like, I show people days where my eating has not gone as, has not gone as planned, you know, and how that is okay for me or how my, how my training has not gone as planned and how that is okay. And I think morning routine, obviously, because it sets people up for the day if they don't get it you can still have a good day you can you know it doesn't have to carry over into that and people put a lot of pressure on themselves for that morning routine and it could be as you said a day where you're actually a little bit more tired than normal so you you sleep an extra half an hour you sleep in a little bit and you don't get the routine the way you normally get it it doesn't throw everything off you can still have it a good, you can still have a good day and so taking that pressure off yourself with morning routines yeah you want to step in there i i think i agree but also disagree I agree that allowing yourself the like allowing yourself to not be perfect i th- i think a morning i just know from my own personal experience i don't have any children or i don't have you know I'm not up super early for my job. I know some people have to leave at 7 a.m. for their job, so they're not going to get up at 5 just to do the, the morning routine that I have, whatever. And I completely understand that, which is where... But I still think that morning, like that setup is important 
and then if you don't get up at the time you've set yourself to get up allowing yourself that all right i'll just get back on track the next day but i i find for myself personally that when i got myself into a good morning routine my day seemed to flow a lot better i felt a lot better um and it all added up from there um but i also agree that you can allow yourself but i do think a morning routine is, is massive but that's me i think it's massive but i think um not to become like reliant on it i remember i see remember we had like um ray canellan on the show mm-hmm. and he talked about like his kit bag and stuff or his pre-match routine and or you know if he didn't have if he didn't have the right things that he didn't become reliant on any of this you know it was all it was all like he he it was great if he had it but if he didn't get it they he could still perform or whatever and it's it sounds something similar to understand that you have your morning routine and it sets you up well but not to the point where it paralyzes you if you don't get it because mm-hmm. then it's not serving yes. you you know it's actually a disservice as such and i think that's what you are able to do yeah and it doesn't have to be like a 90 minute routine or an hour or it can literally i do think doing something for yourself in the morning Mm -hmm. hits that fourth point of relaxation and that can be whatever reading for 10 minutes but as you say it could be boiling the kettle and just taking a minute yeah any and if anyone takes anything from this try that try get up five minutes earlier and do something for five ten minutes for yourself in the morning i'm i'm, I'm hitting that snooze button for another yeah. five minutes buddy. That's <laughs> and let me know how uh, how it works so yeah that that would be my biggest out, out of those four things that's that's me putting my hand up that would be my most like unhealthy habit out of those four things Stephen, like if you were to put your hand up or even to like coach yourself through something now what would be the low-hanging fruit there for you what would be the one where you'd put your hand up and say you know what I'm actually not great at this myself, even though I'm talking about it. Are you just great at everything? Well, I am great at everything. Yeah, you're right. But um, (laughs) (laughs) I do think uh, food sometimes because I follow a vegan diet and it makes it hard if I'm out on the road or if I'm not. I, I have to plan quite a lot to live a vegan diet in Donegal. So... If I'm not planned, I end up eating a bit poor, I suppose. But I can't be planned. I can't plan all the time. So I kind of allow that um, and just kind of focus on what I can focus on when I'm at home or, you know, if I can prep a lunch or whatever. Uh, And then relaxation, 100%. I'm I'm very bad for packing my diary as well. I do a lot of things. and I always say that, um, you know, like, you know, when I think about it, like my father was a grafter is still my mother was my brother is like, it's, I think it's like nearly a sense of programming where like, at least for me, it was like associated with working hard was a good thing to do or, you know, being busy is a good thing to do. Like, and I think that's one of the things like, like where I really, again, it's coming back to that boundary, but like I've even found myself now and something I just paid attention to over the last couple of weeks. 
um as i like go back into in-person personal training is like i'm trying to do personal training actually in person monday wednesday fridays right that's what the schedule that i tried to set and then i've had a couple of clients who couldn't make monday wednesday fridays so i'm like right okay so tuesday and thursday is tuesday is like my podcast day with you and and day off as such after i edit it and thursday is my day off but what i've what i'm starting to do is like Ah, sure it's only one hour it's only one client i'll take them on tuesday evening or it's only one client i'll take them on thursday and really bad just with like setting that boundary because like thursday is supposed to be the day that i'm meant to be off because i i at the moment i'm currently working at the weekend or whatever or tuesday so it's like it's that thing of like associating with i ah, sure i should be busy anyway or I, you know I, I could be doing more anyway it's only one hour i'll be fine but it's actually not one hour it's probably at least two hours by the time I go to the gym, uh, get set up, open it, deliver the session, close up afterwards, and then there's two hours on my day off. But it's more than that because if you're you're thinking about it all day, it's in the back of your mind. So it's and I have that relationship sometimes with football at the weekends. It's like, well, I'm, I'm off today, but I have a game at three o'clock. So I don't do anything before it because I'm like, I can't really do it. You're working back from three o'clock. You're planning your day around three o'clock. Exactly. And then after that, I'm just like, ah, sure, I'll just eat and do nothing now. Like, and, you know, all of a sudden your day off is not really a day off and you're not switched because you're focusing on that and you're getting ready for it. And same like that, you might only be. Yeah. In terms of like coming back, bringing it back though to like following your diary. Like, do you think that is programming? Do you think that is something like, like what's going on there for you actually when you are following your diary? Like what's the thought process there? Is it, is it being busy is good? Is it, I should be doing more, you know, what kind of language do you have built into yourself when you're filling up your diary and you know, you're filling it up? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I think it's just, it kind of happens without me even questioning then all of a sudden I'm like, Jesus Christ, I'm having a busy week here. I thought this was going to be a down week. And I, I, I don't know what it is. It's it's definitely my biggest, uh, not downfall, but it's definitely the thing that I know I need to work on. Can't figure out yet how to work on it. I still have time to relax and I still do lots of other things and, and that, but I, I don't really know. Like that, the Gaelic football season finished and then I went straight into the soccer season and a game every weekend and it's like ah and then a month later I'm like ah I haven't had a Sunday or Saturday without football now for a while and it's like why why did I let myself do that but then I enjoy it at the same time so I don't know I think it's and everyone's probably has all these whatever their vices or whatever their thing is I think a lot of people end up stretching themselves thin and I suppose that's where, for me, the morning routine comes in for me because that's the time that I know I can do something for myself. And most mornings now, in the off-season from Gaelic, I'll do some sort of exercise in the morning for at least at least four of the mornings a week, which I do for myself, you know, and I'm more fluid now because I can, if like this morning, I don't have time to do anything. That's fine. I'll do something tomorrow. You know, so I think that's for me, for me, the morning routine really helps because the rest of the day could be packed, but I know I've done something. But I want, I want, I want you to uh, indulge me here for a second. And 
let's talk about this weekend thing, right? So, so the Gaelic stopped mm-hmm. and you've gone straight into soccer. And we're talking about trying to claw time back for ourselves here. Mm-hmm. And I had talked about that I'm going to take Saturdays and Sundays off. And your first thing was, well, are you going to fill it with other stuff to do? Mm-hmm. And I put my hand up and say, more than likely for the first while, I probably will until I start to like transition into relaxing more. So I want to know, like, if you pulled back from soccer, what would you do with your weekends? If you didn't have that soccer game on the weekend, and exactly what we're talking about is clawing back time for ourselves. Do you think that you would fill it somehow else or with something else? Oh, definitely. Definitely be out drawing or surfing or both. Something active, but that's because I enjoy that. And I want to... I want to get I want to get into this. I want to know like why why are you why are you following it? What's driving you to fill the calendar that when you sit down on Monday morning and look at your calendar for the week and say, like, Oh shit, I have a busier week than I thought I would. What what's driving that? Some of it's just work. You kinda have to work. So that takes up a lot of it. I end up getting stuck into community involvement things. I'm kind of a person that does stuff. That and not necessarily that I want to do it, but I feel like someone has to do this. If no one else is going to do it, I'll just fucking do it. And I think I don't know what that comes from. It could be come from uh, like that grafter type of thing. Whereas, yeah, I think I do a lot of stuff that I actually don't. It's like work nearly, but I don't get paid for. Like coaching teams or you know being involved in committees and working groups and stuff like that that is more so I think I end up doing a lot of community based stuff and I, I do think I, I have another question that might help you here let's just say let's just say you want to tackle this issue issue is probably not the right word because again it makes people feel like there's something wrong with them but let's just say you want to improve or spend less time being so busy what would be the low hanging fruit for you that you could do that you would do that you would be willing to do that would uh, improve your time relaxing or that would decrease your time being busy it doesn't really bother me. I don't. <laughs> and once, okay, so it's somebody I, else that is bothering, and I could, I could, <laughs> I could guess. I would be no prizes for guessing who it bothers. It probably it bothers me because, um, for the same probably reason is it's probably affecting my relationships because I have less time for mm-hmm. for my relationship. So obviously you're a typical man who doesn't mind. <laughs> uh, no, but, and, I, and that that is one of the things with like health in general and particularly the area that I work in, in nutrition and, and training. And I had a consultation with a guy yesterday who is actually a life coach, which is very interesting. Um, and he was talking about his own life coach. So he, he has his own life coach and he said that his own, like his own life coach lost 11 kilos and whatever amount of months. 
and he goes to um like whenever he's traveling and stuff all all this his life coach has is like three protein shakes a day because he's out of his control zone and if he has three protein shakes a day that he knows exactly what he's consuming and blah 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 and the guy that was sitting in front of me that i was having the consultation with i said is this the way that you want to be i said or do you want to forge your own path like is this actually what you want and that's one of the massive things and even the question now that i'm now asking you which you've answered is one of the things that comes down to health is like do you want to change it are you willing to change it and what is the lowest hanging fruit that you could do in order to change it so i beg the question to you as well of this falling off your diary do you want to change it are you willing to change it and if you do what would be the lowest hanging fruit that you could do to do that it's not crazy busy now i think with football net i have maximum three years left so i don't i've kind of had that thought over the last couple of years it's like i want to play now when i can because I've, i've heard of so many people that give up sport too young or you know regretted not doing as much as they can so that's one element that i'm happy to do now but i know three years time it's going to be removed or swapped out or whatever it's the rest of the stuff like i do <laughs> i do still like most weekends at least one of the mornings is literally going for a dip and going for a coffee and that could be three hours of the day like even though it's doing something that's doing very little if you know what i mean there's a lot of stuff that i kind of do like that as well i would say um or in the like i was saying in the morning three or four mornings a week i'll go to the gym or run and like i'm happy with doing them because i know that they benefit me more so than and, and i think i'm happy to change when it when something becomes too stressful that's when it needs to change but obviously you want to prevent any of that happening in the first place so i think that all comes down to management basically that's a long answer to i'm happy enough with what i'm doing basically that's a long answer to saying that you're not willing to change anything at the moment i don't need to change anything though why do we why would we always need to change something i think yeah, well, so, you don't, you sometimes don't feel like you need to change something whereas like 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 i do feel like mm. i need to change something because i know it's affecting my life my my health as a whole it's, it's negatively impacting it which i don't and like as a help someone who strives to be healthy i need to change you know and, and i'm willing to change so whereas maybe for you you don't feel or maybe not even don't feel is the right word but you know it's not negatively impacting your life and that's just one of the things that's coming back to like really asking yourself the question are you willing to are you going to that you could do it and what could you do today that would that would do it so for me it's like i'm not going to work saturdays and sundays you know, I'm going to take two days off and I'm willing to do that. And I'm going to do that, you know, um, and just, and that could be then with any area of what we're talking about for even anyone listening, it's like, maybe for you, it's nutrition, maybe your vice is nutrition, or maybe your vice is exercise, or maybe your vice is 
not getting enough sleep and staying up late or whatever. And you've got to ask yourself, I think, questions like that. It's like, am I willing to change something here? You know, and then to to stack on top of that, my own advice from like nutrition or training would be to do it moderately. Moderately? Moderately, yes. That it's sustainable. <laughs> You know, and and that's what we were we were kind of mocking at the start of the podcast, which was like Stephen's uh, morning routine hypothetical one is not sustainable. There's nothing about that that's moderate. Like there's just you're just setting yourself up for failure. And I think that's kind of really what we've been trying to get at through this is if you do need to make changes in any of those areas, is to try and do it from a, a moderate point of view and trying to avoid extremism try to avoid sensationalism and work it in on your own bio individual basis. Cause I think everyone's circumstances and everyone's vices are just so, I think there can't be sweeping statements. I think we're too individual and in that sense of our routines and what we need to even say uh, sweeping statements, you know? So, but I think the sweeping statement for most people would be to do it moderately you know, or to, to do it in a way that's sustainable because essentially that's what you want. Yes. And why Aiden tells why we kind of, well, this conversation went way off track to where we thought it was going to go, but tell us what the sort of idea was behind this conversation. What, what were we kind of getting annoyed at nearly the two of us? We were getting annoyed at like some of the, uh, if you're someone who's interested in health and if you're listening to this podcast, on some level you're interested in health and philosophy and stuff and what we're getting annoyed at is some of the claims that are going on in the industry right now that that probably make us feel like we're inadequate that make us feel like we're not doing enough that make us feel like we're not looking after ourselves enough we're not eating enough of the right food or doing the things that these people are these people are doing and, and what's happening i think and what's annoying me in the health industry at the moment is and it's marketing 101, right? It's these people who are making sensational claims um, that make that put you in a position of uh, feeling not enough or feeling like you're not doing enough. And then so like a, they're handing out their left hand with all these problems that you didn't realize that you had. And then on the right hand, they're offering the solution, which generally comes in the form of a book or a course or a supplement or whatever it is that they're trying to sell now i'm not saying this about there's obviously loads of good health advice out there um there's loads of great coaches there's loads of like great resources but you'll find that a lot of the bullshit that you have to try and like sift through is clearly motivated by money you know and the more sensational the claim you make or the more extreme, like with any, you see it a lot with like, um, with Twitter. I'm, I'm not even on Twitter. I, I avoid it, but like the most amount of retreats are extreme statements. So the more sensational people can make something, the more views it's going to get, you know, so you, you don't see health podcasters having someone telling like the non-sexy things, which is like, we should just probably do what the World Health Organization tells us to do, which is like 150 to 300 minutes of exercise per week, uh, reduce alcohol intake, reduce smoking, uh, get seven to nine hours of sleep. 
like we all know that that's not sexy that's not going to get these podcasters huge listens it's it's the crazy stuff that's like um like crazy stuff like oatmeal uh, is bad for our health our ancestors didn't have oatmeal so we should stop eating oatmeal like that's that's crazy stuff but it gets huge viewership gets huge because it's so wild that like people start interacting with it or like start fighting over it in the comment section and starts driving it up and up and then but for anyone that's not educated or for anyone that's maybe new to health or new to getting into something or getting into a better routine like they're going to be looking at this stuff and being like doing crazy things to try and get healthy apart from doing the actual basics first which is like the basics in, in my book would be get your nutrition right get your sleeping right get your training right and do that for 12 weeks i know that's not sexy i know that's not what you want to hear and um, because you want to hear a lot of people want to hear like the fast track or the five exercises that they need to do or the four foods that you know are killing their gains or whatever it is but like that's literally the lowest hanging fruit that you can grab and then go from there then look for the two or three percent you know but like don't don't get sucked into these sort of like crazy ideas that that are going around and that's the thing that really bugs me that really gets my goat is that what the saying is i don't know <laughs> if it is that's your goat where is your goat uh i think yeah the crazy guys like an example that just brings to mind there's that liver king guy who is all about this primal ancestry lifestyle of eating nothing but like liver and like mad parts of animals and that and he was uh, he's huge and i'm not sure if i'm looking up he looks like he's not a real person and he's not really he's filled with steroids he's spending like 15 grand a month or something crazy on steroids for himself and he was claiming he was all natural and but then he was selling supplements that were like ground up liver or something i don't know what it was but anyway he's a millionaire off the back of mad claims about health with no actual evidence of any of it and i think like i think like he's on steroids millionaire and... like like his business was huge but i think i have yeah i wondered hold on i need to make sure my phone's turned down low here but i think i did a post on yeah so like um i did a post on something like this as well and and it was like one of the sensationalisms out there is like 99% of us are breathing wrong, you know? So it's like, we must be the only 1% that's still alive because if we're breathing wrong, we wouldn't be here. But if you're someone who's new to health or you're, or you're listening to us and you're, you're trying to get into it and you're like confused by some of the stuff that's on the media. Um, I did a post on this on my own social media and here's a couple of things that you can use as a checklist before you like, buy the book or buy the course or um, whatever it is that they're trying to sell you or buy the supplement that they're saying that's going to fix all your problems. Some questions to ask, right? And here they are. So question one is, how do I feel? Am I getting stronger? Am I dropping body fat? If your goal is to drop body fat, of course. How is my performance? And performance, I mean by like throughout your day i don't mean like performance in the gym i mean like your performance in work your performance uh 
throughout the day, your energy levels, your performance in the gym, your performance when you wake up in the morning, how you're feeling there. Are you enjoying your current setup? Because that's a huge one. So um, if you're enjoying it, don't change it. And then is my lifestyle set up to support my goals, which I put my hand up at the start of the episode. At the moment, my lifestyle is not set up to support my goals because my goal is to be healthy, right? And the way that my lifestyle is set up at the moment is I'm working too much. I'm working too late. I'm not relaxing enough. I'm not getting a proper night's sleep. But I am, but that is my answer to that question is I'm, I'm, committing myself to two days off a week. So if you find the middle ground with some of those questions and master that before you buy the book that solves the problem that you didn't know you had, before you buy the course or before you buy the supplement, there's so much low-hanging fruit that we can grab that will change our lives and change your health for the better without this buying into the sensationalism, without buying into like these crazy claims that you can do that will make your life, I think, much better. Much, I was going to say like tenfold, but I think tenfold is maybe too big of a claim, but you know what I'm trying to get across here. I think the four pillars that you talked about, I would actually nearly add a fifth onto that, but food, sleep, movement, relaxation, and connection with people is massive as well. And that, if you look at those, if things now like and Aiden was saying about asking them questions if you is something you're not happy with in your life you have three options basically and this is from a Eckhart Tolle book which is actually quite good talking about you have three options in any scenario you can either change it you can remove yourself from it or you can accept it is what it is so if something about work that really bugs you and you would love to change it but you can't you kind of just might have to just accept and live with it and learn to live with it without it affecting the rest of your of your week you know same with if it's something about your sleep okay i'm only getting six hours sleep and i'm wrecked all the time what can you do to change it so you can change it there somehow you know and whatever it is to you personally have uh yeah take a bit of time out have a think about it ask yourself the questions if you need advice you can ask us questions we are, so yeah, don't worry about all those people, all the big followers and the multi-million euro. Listen to me, Nathan. We know it all. <laughs> I, ha- I have a good example there. Actually, I had a new client who started last week. Um, and just what you were saying about the six hours sleep. That's what she's running on at the moment. Uh, but I actually think the way her life is set up, she works in hospitality, so it's like a 14-hour day. It's like huge day i actually don't think she's going to actually get any more than six hours sleep but when i started to dig into the consultation with her she was still drinking coffee up until like 6 or 7 p.m to keep her going and then she was going home and so i'm not going to be able to get her any more sleep like because of of her sky i can't like get it but what the thing that i picked out with her was i want her to stop drinking coffee at like 3 p.m because i want the quality of her sleep to try and improve so you might not actually be able to get more sleep but you can do more things to improve the quality of your sleep and before we can like finish up here is some recommendations that are like by the world health organization which by all means is heavily researched it's massive body that you can trust 
um, versus some of these people that, that are on, on social media. Um, so the World Health Organization recommend 150 to 300 minutes of moderate intense aerobic physical activity per week, or at least 75 minutes to 150 minutes of vigorous intensity physical activity. They recommend that we should strength train at moderate or greater intensity that involve all major muscle groups. So like to think of full body strength sessions, two days a week, reduce alcohol intake or remove it completely. So they have the evidence there now is that no amount of alcohol is actually beneficial for us, although it may help us with, in terms of scientific beneficial for us, but it may help us like socialize and stuff like that there. So there's crossover, but there's no amount that shows us that it's actually good for our bodies. Reduce smoking, which kills about 8 million people per year. And Matthew Walker, who read the book, Why We Sleep, uh, recommends seven to nine hours a night. Now that's the on sexy side of health. And funny when we were taught, when I was writing out all these claims that some of these people um, that are making on social media, I was going to do a true or false with you, Stephen. So I needed to get some false, I needed to get some false claims. And I went into chat GPT and I said, chat GPT, uh, ask chat GPT, um, give me five false health claims. And ChatGPT answered, I'm sorry, but I can't assist with that request. If you have any questions related to fitness, health, or personal training, I'd be happy to provide accurate information and advice. And I was like, fuck me. I was like, ChatGPT has more sense than what some of these people are claiming on social media. And I thought that was amazing. I thought, what a great answer that it's not willing to put out false information but yet some of these people are putting out crazy claims and that wrecks my head. Wow. So there you go. Focus on those things we've discussed that you can focus on. Don't get too bogged down about it. If any of it adds any stress to your life, then maybe you're not ready to make that change or maybe it's not the right time. Slowly, sustainable, and absolutely reach out to us um, if you have any questions. And uh, if you have any questions about anything to do with Soul Brew, you can reach out to us. If you don't already, follow us on all the socials and on whatever you listen to your podcast on. Give us a rating, uh, share with a friend, and thank you for listening. And I hope that kind of makes sense, all of this. Please, please, please subscribe because all that really does help the podcast grow. And the podcast grows, so do we, and so do the people that listen to it, hopefully. And I think this might, we might rename this as eat, sleep, relax, repeat. Instead, because that's what we ended up talking about mostly. This conversation yeah. took an angle that we didn't expect and some of the stuff we had planned to chat about we'll bring into another episode because I think that's enough of us for one um, episode. So I hope you enjoyed. Share with a friend and peace, peace and love. love.